Good morning and welcome to our Bird Notes. This is Dwight Davis. We've spoken of the cuckoo as the avian harbinger of spring, and so it has been for centuries, in Europe anyway. But in this country, the cuckoo's distinctive call is heard only by way of clocks. So what bird is our herald of spring? Well, in Hinckley, Ohio, the return of the turkey vultures, punctually on March 15th, is celebrated as a sign of the approaching season. They call it Buzzard's Day there, by the way, which deserves a long, separate discussion. On March 19th, closer to the equinox, the swallows return to San Juan Capistrano in California, as memorialized in song. And there are other local traditions regarding avian symbols of spring, but there is no real consensus. However, ask around, and the bird most often mentioned will likely be the robin. So just what is a robin? We'll have to go back to England and back in time to answer that properly. Our American robin was named by colonists after a familiar English bird with a red breast. And familiar is an important word here. The robin redbreast has been considered a friend since before recorded history. It is a bird of the garden, a bird which lives well with people about, a bird that has brightened mornings with its color and song and become part of the fabric and folklore of people's lives. It is described by Wordsworth as the pious bird with the scarlet breast, our little English robin. We can take an onomastic detour here and point out that the name Robin is deeply embedded in English history. For example, there's Puck, a.k.a. Robin Goodfellow. In Shakespeare's Midsummer Night's Dream at the beginning of Act Two, a fairy asks, Either I mistake your shape and making quite, or else you are that shrewd and knavish sprite called Robin Goodfellow. To which Puck answers, Thou speakest aright, I am that merry wanderer of the night. The tailor in Midsummer Night's Dream, by the way, is also named Robin, you might recall. And then there's the green-clad outlaw of Sherwood Forest. A very familiar name, then, given to a familiar bird, making the bird more a part of the family, much in the fashion of another feathered garden sprite, Jenny Wren. The European robin, by the way, is a small bird, about five and a half inches long, with a brown back and a red-orange rather than pure red breast. When English colonists came to these shores, they saw a bird with a red breast and so called it a robin. There was nothing at all scientific about this. The American robin is almost twice as large as the English robin, with a black or gray back and a brick-red breast. And had the colonists been more observant, they would have noticed that its habits, its posture, and even its song is very much like the European blackbird, to which the American robin is closely related. But again, we're not considering science here. We're talking about strangers in a new land who found a bird that reminded them of home, of the little friendly garden dweller. And so, to the new bird, they transferred the old name and their affection. But let's get back to the seasonal question. Robins do not arrive here in the spring. They're already here. They're resident birds throughout the year in most of the East. However, we can make a case for the robin as a symbol of spring. As the period of daylight increases, the robins, as well as the other birds, respond by singing. And it is the robin's rocking, warbling, happy song, unheard in winter, that greets us on spring morning.